Hi guys, on today's show we talk about vesicular stomatitis and the outbreak that's happening in Texas, Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, and Arizona. I recorded my interview with Dr. Tolley on August 2nd. On August 6th, before I published this podcast, I checked the number of quarantine premises and it has doubled. At the time I put the podcast together, I didn't realize the wide-reaching ramifications of this outbreak. And I'm not sure I still do. Is it like a cold or a flu virus running through the office you work in? Or is it a harbinger for darker things to come? Time will tell. Some of my comments in the, in the podcast may be interpreted that I don't think it's a serious outbreak. I do. My decision was to leave my commentary as I originally wrote it at the time of the interview. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare. You found the place where we can talk about anything horses. Yes. I have gone to an every other week production schedule. Brief explanation. When I began the podcast seven years ago, I just wanted to get stuff out there about horses and horsemanship. I was watching videos, reading articles, looking for guests, and spewing information to you, my audience. Now, with this new version of World Podcast, I'm attempting to add more sound elements with less spewing. I strive for a better listener experience for you guys. These episodes take more time to record, edit, and produce. For me, the podcast is an ever-evolving experience. I hope you're not getting frustrated with me. On with the show. One of my Facebook friends had to cancel a horse clinic he was attending in Wyoming because of the outbreak of vesicular stomatitis, or VS. I hadn't heard of this disease, and a little research led me to believe that as far as diseases in horses go, it's not that bad. It has a short course, and it's not fatal. But when I checked the news a week later, there were over 200 premises quarantined from Texas to Wyoming. In order to learn more, I contacted my vet, Dr. John Tully, and asked if he would shed some light on the subject. His receptionist replied to my email right away tell me to come down the following morning. I got my first real job in a small animal hospital when I was 15. I love the smell, the sounds, and the mysteries found in animal facilities, so it was no surprise I arrived a few minutes early. Dr. Tully was conferring with Dr. Gonzalez, the other vet at the hospital. He gave me a quick handshake as a horse was led into the stocks for examination, then turned to his patient. Through my seven years working as a vet assistant, I never worked at a large animal hospital, but I worked alongside a good number of veterinarians, and the initial examination was always my favorite part. This is where the vet has to extract as many clues from the not-well animal to determine what's going on, and if it's fixable, and if so, what's the best fix? A misstep along the way changes everything, Dr. Tully moved his hands over the horse, checked eyes, mouth, ears, inserted the thermometer, got his stethoscope, and listened. Talked to Dr. Gonzalez, and listened some more. 
This wasn't the first exam for this horse. I had come in mid-story, but it's still fascinating to watch. As an assistant prepared a bucket, Tully lubed the stomach tube. The familiar odor of DMSO was in the air. The tube slid in smoothly. Tully sniffed the end to make sure he hit his mark. Ten minutes later, the treatment was finished and the horse was headed back to his stall. Dr. Tully and I headed to his office. Now, Dr. Tully's been on our show a couple of times before. You can probably tell I like him a lot. He wants the public to be armed with information to make good decisions. We sat down to talk about VS. Good morning, Dr. Tully. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing great. There's been an outbreak of, and help me pronounce this, vesicular... Stomatitis. What exactly is that? Well, vesicular stomatitis is a virus... It is a vesicular disease, so it is related to several other economically very dangerous diseases, such as foot and mouth and swine vesicular disease. I looked up vesicular on Google when I got home. It means blister or sore. Back in his office, I asked, where and how does the virus get into horses? There's been speculation that vesicular stomatitis is carried by sea mammals, such as sea lions and seals, uh, and it seems to be propagated by insects, biting insects, and flies. Have we had outbreaks before? Why haven't we heard of it in California? Many summers, it seems to come out of the Gulf of Mexico and travel up the river drainages north through Texas, New Mexico, uh, sometimes uh, north of there. What happens to the horse when it catches V.S.? As far as individual horses, these horses will present with fever, depression, ulcerations of their lip and gums, corners of their eyes, coronary bands on their feet. Uh, they can be, be lame. The course of the disease is about a week, I think. I've never seen a case, but it's supposedly about a week or so. Uh, most horses recover, but these horses are contagious by direct contact and then by flies and biting insects, which can fly some distance, as, as we all know. Why should we be worried about VS? So the disease is a problem. Uh, in, in the central United States, almost every summer, it is a problem for us in exporting and importing horses. But the biggest issue is, is trying to differentiate that disease for the, from the potential importation of the horrendously devastating disease, foot and mouth, from Argentina or Africa. So it turns out that vesicular stomatitis is really close to foot and mouth disease. If a country gets labeled with that disease, their hopes for exporting beef disappear. Veterinarians are required to report cases of VS to the federal government. Premises where it occurs are quarantined until all horses are deemed healthy. While Dr. Tully has never seen a case of VS in his practice, there was a time. My biggest scare about vesicular stomatitis, um, 20 years ago or so, I went down to one of my thoroughbred farms uh, in south of uh, Bakersfield and had multiple horses with ugly, oozing oral ulcers. It was summer. I was aware of vesicular stomatitis. I was 
extremely concerned, examined those sources, examined those sources some more, and finally figured out that I had a plant on problem in the hay, and they all these ulcers had little stickers in them from California bristly foxtail that happened to get grown in their oat hay, and I was very much relieved to see I did not have a reportable <laughs> contagious infectious disease on my 50-horse thoroughbred property in Matler. In today's horse world, horses travel to compete all over the country. Sometimes it's not just a case of getting a horse to a show, but just the opposite. I, again, have not seen a case in the state of California, but it certainly has affected us here when it comes to transporting horses to shows and events and getting them home, usually in the summer. California is extremely concerned about not having it here, and so there are times when various areas of the United States can be quarantined, and California will not allow import of horses from those areas, so it does affect our clients at times. Uh, last year, I had uh, several racehorses that were at the training track in Phoenix, Arizona. There was an outbreak of vesicular stomatitis there on one horse, and those horses were unable to come back and race in California for weeks, uh, which caused uh, some distress to my, to my client, my owner. Wow. So it can be a nasty disease in the sense that it can really clog up the works as far as horse travel and competitions are concerned. Horse shows are probably the equivalent to airport as far as disease transmission goes. So if you do travel to compete or compete at a big local show where others come from long distances, you might be at risk. If you suspect your horse is sick, immediately call your veterinarian if you have a depressed horse with any kind of oral ulceration so that that horse can be quarantined by the state or federal veterinarian and we don't spread it to more horses is the is the most important thing and the second is to really be aware of uh, health certificates and transport of horses uh, so that we don't send horses to Mexico, don't have them examined by that, ship them back to California, sneak through, across the line and end up with a problem here. Uh, that would probably quickly run up and down the Central Valley of California and cause uh, uh, a real devastation to our industry for months. And, of course, we don't want that to happen. While we feel bad for the outbreak in Texas, Wyoming, and Colorado, the disease seems to pass. Thanks, Dr. Tolley, for giving us some good information. I want to say thanks to Dr. Tolley and Dr. Gonzalez for additional research. As a matter of fact, the whole gang at Bakersfield Large Animal Hospital do a fantastic job at not only keeping our horses healthy, but by supporting the horse community in Bakersfield and Kern County. In the coming weeks, I have stories about the horse life in Germany and an inspirational story about a woman whose love of horses got her through some tough patches and what it was like for Renee and I to compete at a local horse show. If you have a story to tell, I want to hear about it. Email me at john at woepodcast.com. We'll get together over the phone, or you can tell me your story in an email. I'll do my best to relate it. You can find the Woe Podcast just about everywhere, and everything's at woepodcast.com. Why not dip your toe into our Facebook page with a photo of you and your horse having a good time? Thanks again for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends and riding buddies. Until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody.